Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Next Level. Um, thank you all for listening. I've been getting a lot of good feedback from my listeners. And um, one question I've gotten quite often is about the topic, the theme of The Next Level. Uh, many wanted to know if it's about some kind of self-improvement or self-development. And my simple answer to that would be, in a way, yes. I don't like to label um what the next level is, just like I don't like to label anything, I feel labeling actually narrows our perception and awareness of who we are and the world we live in. But that's for another topic. And so um, I've got a request um, to talk about the topic of productivity, you know, because um, previously I've been talking about this on a more conceptual level, which I agree to a certain extent, but I don't like that name conceptual because a concept means it's something imagined but it's just something that you can't see but a lot of things that goes on in our minds um, are not visible but that doesn't mean they're only concepts so going back to this idea of productivity and self-improvement um, there's a really famous book recently called Atomic Habits which is like number one on the bestseller list and um, I've read it, and uh, people want to know my thoughts about it, if it works. And the short answer to that is, well, what's presented in the book definitely has value. And that's the value in a lot of these books. It's been researched scientifically. You know, people follow these steps, and then they get results. And this book is no different, and it's trying to present itself as something very simple, um, easy to follow. And that, ironically, is exactly why I think it will give us so much trouble. Um, because it has already presented itself as something very basic. And for those of you who haven't read it, the idea behind this book is very simple. It basically just says that we, we have some bad habits or we want to develop some good habits. And the way to develop these good habits is just to, you know, follow the, the rules in the book and then you'll be there. Um, I tried, I've tried following what it said in the book and I've gotten some just average results and um, I've asked people around me who've read those bo uh, the book and they've also told me that in the beginning they tried it and they got some good results but then in the end you know it, they, life was back to normal and this has been a common theme in all my life and all of my friends lives and people I know which is they do things and they, they produce results but it doesn't last um, and I think it's because we overlook the fact that we have in ourselves um, a sort of balance and we don't like it when this balance is thrown off. You know, our minds are always craving for something new. So an atomic habit, this book sounds new and we want to try it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the issue is that our mind views it as just something new. So, you know, our, our bodies and our souls, whatever you want to call the, the, 
these two entities, okay, just our whole selves, we're used to it. I mean, think about it. The entire world, including our bodies, is meant to be balanced. I mean, there's day and night, and our bodies has a certain temperature, a certain pH, and even, you know, Chinese medicine, which I respect for their 4,000, you know, supposedly years of history, is all about maintaining a balance. Every time you go see a Chinese doctor, they'll say something is off balance, right? Um, Think about it. When you don't walk with balance, something happens, right? Anyway, I don't need to go into detail about the importance of balance. Um, What I'm trying to say is that for these habits to work, they have to be accepted and integrated into that balance. So if you're throwing something off balance in your body or your daily life, you're, 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 um, the you inside or the body inside you will do its very best to return to that balance. So this is to me kind of like invasive, you know, you, you, it's like your, it's like your, your, your body, who you are is like a house. And then suddenly you have this, this person that comes in and says, well, we're going to do things differently, you know, and it's not going to like that. Your mind may impose its will for a while, but eventually, you know, things will inevitably go back to the way they were before. And um, another observation I've made with this is that in today's world, we're really into things called hacks, you know, hack the mind, hack our productivity. And the word hack or hackers have been kind of praised in a way for kind of finding the source code of something. Um, that There's nothing wrong with that in of itself, but like everything in life, hacking poses risks because when you hack something, you're throwing this thing off balance. And uh, we don't know what happens when a software that's been written, you know, and then you go in and change one line of the code. If you look at this from a biological point of view, why do you think there are so many scientists out there that are against this whole idea of gene editing, right? Um, Or for that matter, any kind of invasive surgery. When you take something out, an organ, you know, or something, you're, you're actually messing with the entire system. Um, So that's another concern I have about the so-called hacks where you just kind of hack into your brain or and change your uh, behavior. Um, And another challenge is that not only do you need to hack it, you have to hack it easily, meaning that it's not attractive to people nowadays if you offer a hack But it's difficult, right? We want easy hacks. So any book or article or video that's offering some kind of change with the keyword hack, um, you'll likely find another word attached to it, which is easy, right? Five easy hacks to improve productivity, you know, something like that. Um, So for the atomic habits then, I've picked out some key points, and um, these key points are are illustrations of what I mean by it. So in one one part, they talk about how atomic habits have four very, uh, very simple but key components. 
And it's under the topic of having behaviors that are effortless, meaning you don't, it doesn't require effort. So the first is obvious. So this thing has to be an obvious behavior. And the second thing is it has to be attractive. And the third thing is it has to be easy. And then finally, it has to be satisfying. You know, when I'm reading this, I'm nodding. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. But in the real world, you're trying to find some kind of behavior that will satisfy all four of them. And it gets kind of tough because how do you define easy? How do you find attractive? How attractive? How satisfying, right? How obvious? Well, anyway, then you have the other end, which is behaviors that are difficult. Okay, and those things, according to the book, are things that are invisible. You can't see them. Unattractive, things that you don't like. They're hard and they're unsatisfying. Well, that's just common sense, isn't it? We avoid behaviors of that sort and we lean toward behaviors of the other sort, the less effort or the effortless sort. And so that is why, and I'm sure many of you would agree, that we actually have more bad habits than we have good habits because bad habits were easy to form and good habits are not easy to form. So to me, the, the whole core of this book is kind of like telling me to develop good habits but these good habits that I'm developing are the same uh, have the same criteria as the habits that I develop which are bad for me so you see what I'm trying to say like for example um, a bad habit would be to just uh, for example there are many bad habits uh, let's say, okay, bad habit is I, um, let's say I finish my dinner and I don't, I don't clean my dishes. I don't, you know, clean the table after I, I finish eating. Why is that a bad habit? Because, you know, you might, you might invite cockroaches and ants and your place gets dirty and I can go on. Um, but why, why is that a bad, why is that easy for me to, uh, develop this habit? Because it's, it's effortless. You know, I don't need to do anything. I just walk away. And it's satisfying. Satisfying means that when I finish my meal, I'm satisfied with it. But if I have to get up and wash the dishes and all that, it's not satisfying. Okay, but a good habit is to clean up, right? To clean your your uh, table after you eat or clean your room every day, you know, keep everything clean, for example. But they're difficult because it requires effort. So in this book, Atomic Habits, they're saying, well, find a habit or find something that's satisfying, easy, attractive, and obvious, but make that a good habit. Uh, <laughs> I so far have not found anything of that kind. So let's say I want to be healthier. And um, so being healthy means what? Well, for example, means maybe cooking your own food. Um, but that's not easy. It's not very attractive because I have to go out and buy stuff and then spend time uh, cooking. It's not obvious because... I have to think about all the ingredients, right, and the materials that I would need. Is it satisfying? Yeah, yeah, that's, I agree, but it's satisfying in the long term, meaning that six months or one year down the road, you're, it, you, it, you find it satisfying because overall you're healthier. So that's my main issue about um, this book or about any kind of productivity 
uh, book that's popular right now. They promise easy hacks, easy fixes, and it's very attractive. It, it, it sells, right? Anything that's effortless will sell. And I have nothing against that. I'm sure it works for some people. And again, I'm not criticizing this book. I'm not here to do a book review. It's just an interesting topic I'd like to share. I do agree with the points, but unfortunately, a lot of these books, or most of them, leave out this crucial concept of balance, of an internal equilibrium that our body and our minds are so... Um, so uh, how do I say that? So focused on maintaining. It's a matter of life and death. If we cannot maintain our body temperature or pH, for example, um, we die. <laughs> if we cannot maintain a mental balance, we go crazy, something like that. So my view is um, if we can somehow respect our body and respect our mind and um, with that kind of respect introduce an additional action into our daily lives that does not conflict with that balance, um, I, I think it might this might have a better chance. Well, of course, you know, there are always exceptions to these things. You know, I, I, nothing I say is an absolute. I don't, I don't talk like that. So, of course, I like to try to make it, you know, balanced and fair. There are times where you need some sort of extreme, you know, disruption. And these things happen all the time. Like there's disruptions in business. There are disruptions in life. There are those awakening moments you know you see in movies where everything just gets destroyed and then you rebuild that's another interesting phenomenon that exists in this world uh, but we don't always have to do that right um, developing good habits does not require us to completely destroy our current life and then start from zero yeah so um there you have it and uh yeah and one more thing about Atomic Habits is that um, it talks about the, the cycle of developing it and there's uh, this thing called the cue, which is some kind of cue, like people will cue you and then you have a craving, you know, you, you desire it and you have a response to it and then once you get the response, you get the reward. So the hack here basically for those of you who, you know, prior interested in reading the book or don't want to read it and you want to just get the key point of it is that if you can manipulate this process to your advantage, then you can create any habit possible. And I don't disagree with that. But again, I'm saying that the this system is built to um, get you to develop some bad habits and not good ones. Okay, so wow, time goes by real fast and that's all the time we have for today. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and uh, stay safe and I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.